Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Amen. Okay, so if you uh, would like a title for this morning, the title of this brief message is Worth the Cost. Okay, Worth the Cost. So um, I was thinking about this. And I wish Pastor Jess was in the room because I was, I was about to just love her up so much. So before I came to this church, well, I was, I was telling the youth last night um, that uh, I shopped in the boys' section of Walmart till I was like 15. Yeah, so then before I came to this church, I was, how old was I, 23 or 24, I think. Um, and I just didn't really shop at all. I had no love for shopping at all. And it was evident, like, don't look at the photos of me when I first came to this church. It's terrible. It's so bad. I remember one specific outfit. Oh, no, anyway, it haunts me. It haunts me. Anyways, Pastor Jess rescued me, okay? So she rescued me from the uglies. And, um, <laughs> right, so she took me. Here's the thing, though. If you know, that's my testimony. If you know anything about Pastor Jess, you know that um, her love for thrifting is just, like, it's amazing. And the first time I ever went thrifting with her, I think I don't think we were thrifting yet. We went to Dillard's, and I'm not kidding you. I'm pretty sure the angel of the Lord goes before her when she walks in the store because what happens is that something that costs like $100 million, she walks in and finds the tag that's like $1.73. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Anyway, so I, I believe the angel of the Lord goes before her in her shopping ventures. And so Pastor Ben's probably like, yes, please, Lord, go before her in her shopping ventures. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, so we had this, we had this day, um, we were thrifting and we just, once you catch the bug, you can't get rid of it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you about it, but once you catch it, you're done for forever. So we were thrifting one day and I'm telling you, we were finding some good stuff for like 25 cents a piece. Okay. So here's what happens though. When you go to the thrift stores and you find something for 25 cents a piece, when you go to Goodwill and it costs $10, you're like, What? No, this is not worth $10, you know, and it's like Prada or something, and you're like, oh, $10 for Prada. This is terrible pricing, right? Like, this is horrible, and it's all about your perspective, you know? It's all about your perspective when you have found things of quality for 25 cents, even things that are still of quality for $10 feel like they cost a lot, right? Okay, so... With that in mind, let's go to the scripture, okay? Second uh, Samuel 24, uh, 24 is where we will end up landing. I'll give you the brief synopsis here, though, of what happens. So it says, at the beginning of Second uh, Samuel 24, once again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he caused David to harm them by taking a census. I need to dig more into this of how that harms people, but I haven't gone all the way there yet, so stay tuned for a later date. Um, and he said, go and count the people of Israel and Judah, the Lord told him. So what happens is he sends, uh, he sends his army commander. He goes and counts the people. The commander comes back, and he's like, hey, this is how many people are in these towns that can handle a sword um, and fight for you. Um, but immediately, so down in uh, verse 10, it says, after he had taken the census, David's conscience began to bother him. And he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly by taking this, con- this census. My bad. Please forgive my guilt, Lord, for doing this foolish thing. The next morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Gad, who was David's seer. This was the message. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I will give you three choices. I just, as soon as I read this, I thought, oh, no. You got to choose your own punishment in the Lord's kingdom. That's horrible. Okay, that's just not good. Choose one of these punishments, and I will inflict it on you. I just, 
Can zero be an option? I'm just sorry, Lord. Like, I don't want this punishment. So Gad came to David and asked him, will you choose three years of famine, three months of fleeing from your enemies, or three days of severe plague throughout your land? Think this over and decide what answer I should give the Lord who sent me. (laughs) David, I'm in a desperate situation. Yes, you are, David. But let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. Do not let me fall into human hands. Like, oh, okay, that's a word in itself. Anyway, he comes down, he keeps repenting, and he's like, Lord, I've done wrong. Like, I guess send the plague. (laughs) Okay, here's my choice, send the plague. Then later in verse 18, it says, that day Gad came to David and said to him, go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite. Back a little bit. God actually, as, as the angel of the Lord is coming to like destroy the land, basically, God says, hey, stop, he's repentant, you know, take it easy on him. <laughs> um, but Gad came to David and said to him, go up and build an altar on the threshing floor. Verse 19, so David went up to do what the Lord had commanded him. When Arana the saw the king and his men coming toward him, the guy who was on the threshing floor. He came and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Why have you come, my lord? David said, I have come to buy your threshing floor and to build an altar to the Lord there so that he will stop the plague. Take it, my lord, the king. Use it as you wish. Don't buy it from me. You can have it. You can have it. Skip down a little bit. And the king replied to him, I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offerings to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel was stopped. And as I was reading this, I was reminded, serving is not only our calling, it's our honor. Um, I don't want to bring a sacrifice to the Lord that costs me nothing. And you know what? Sometimes serving, sometimes showing up costs you something. It costs you time. It costs you emotion, it costs you investment, it costs you money, <laughs> it costs you um, space, it might cost you your job, it might, co- I, you insert here what's the most important to, thing to you, and it might cost you that. But here's the thing, when we insist that we're not going to bring anything to God that cost us nothing, that investment return is triple fold what we could ever dream of bringing if we brought something to the altar of the Lord that just cost us a little something or just was a little bit convenient or just was a little bit like, yeah, like I have the time so I can do that now, you know, or I, I have a little bit of money so I can, I can invest this little bit of money. I, can you imagine if we all brought offerings of sacrifice to the Lord that cost us something and the Lord answered his prayer for the land and the plague on Israel was stopped? We have no idea what that sacrifice is going to bring on the other side. God did not tell him, hey, as soon as you bring me a sacrifice that cost you something, the plague is going to stop. He didn't tell him that. David's heart and his spirit, you can feel David's desperation. You can feel his heart and his spirit. Like, I I love God so much. And what I love about David, too, is that um, the more that I read about him, the more I'm like, he's legit. Like, he, you know, like, he made some crazy mistakes, of course, and I mean, Aren't we all him in Psalms, right? Like, kill my enemies. I love you, Lord. Like, right? We are all David, okay? It's it's all of us. Um, But what I love about him is his reverence for the Lord, his reverence for what God has anointed him to do, his reverence for what God has called him to do, so much so that he literally had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to pay this guy, or I'm sorry, to just be given, um, to just be given the altar, 
and he paid for it. So also, when an opportunity comes along, it might sound nice, (laughs) right? There might be an opportunity that makes a lot of sense. It would make so much sense for David to have come and, and take it and take the altar, right? Like, who wants to pay money on something you can get for free, right? We're still here with the 25 cents, right? I don't want to pay $10 at Goodwill when I could pay 25 cents for it at another place, right? But it's worth the cost, right? Sometimes also what you buy for 25 cents falls apart in the washer in a half a second, you know? Like, so worth the cost, right? It's worth the cost. The 25 cent thing you pay for might also smell really terrible because it came from an old lady's house that's been sitting there for like a million years, you know? Like, yeah, it was 25 cents and it was Prada, but it smells horrible, right? Like, it's just, that's a tangent, but we can talk, we can talk more about thrifting and, and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, if it costs us nothing, our intention, our, our ability to go for the long haul, our ability to, um, to, to have longevity, our ability to stay the path, our ability uh, to keep saying yes when you're sick and when it hurts and when it's not fun and when it's not convenient and when your kids are asking where you are, and when, right? But my calling to the Lord, my sacrifice to the Lord means more to me than anything else. My sacrifice to the Lord, my reverence for the Lord, my understanding and my certainty and my confidence in my calling and my sacrifice means more to me because I don't know what's on the other side. And that's exactly why. (laughs) Because I don't know what's on the other side because it's more than I could ask or think or imagine. And so I just want to encourage us again you're probably very much in the right place if you feel like you're given a sacrifice. You're probably very much in the right place if you wake up on a Sunday morning at 5 a.m., God bless us on the worship team. We love it, right? We do. We do love it, right? But you sacrifice sleep. I mean, come on, that, that is a sacrifice. Like, can I get a witness? You sacrificing sleep. Woo! Right? But also, you're sacrificing money. You're, again, Invest, investing whatever you're investing, you have no idea what's on the other side of that. But you do know one thing, that you're not going to bring an offering to God that costs you nothing. Because on the other side of that is healing. On the other side of that is favor. On the other side of that is eternity. On the other side of that is somebody's salvation. On the other side of that is transformation. Something that um, uh, Oswald Chambers says in My Utmost for His Highest, I literally can't find the day that it's in there. It's a devotional, if you haven't heard of that. Um, I cannot find the day, no matter how many times I look. But the thing that has stuck with me after I've read that over so many years is one of the best things that God can do for you uh, is to actually not show you the fruit of your labor. One of the best things he can do for you is to not ever show you the fruit of your labor because then you won't be stuck on the fact that I did this. You won't be stuck in the area of I did this in my strength. But in heaven, you know what? We're going to see. In heaven, we're going to see. And God's going to be able to say, check this out. Your obedience meant X, Y, Z. Your obedience in youth on Wednesday, every single Wednesday night meant salvation for someone's life. I was telling the youth last night, my life changed in youth. I didn't tell my youth leaders then. <laughs> they could probably see some of it. But my youth leaders right now do not know that because they said yes to let me be a wild bird in the youth band, right? I was, we were, Chris and I were in the band together, and Luke. Was, I sh- we, showed, we showed the kids, we showed the kids a picture last night, and um, 
they were they were like, is th- I think Brayden was like, is that Luke? <laughs> like, this is awesome. Um, but that crew of people who invested every single Wednesday night of my youth life has no idea, I don't think, other than maybe Facebook, that I'm a worship pastor now, that I'm in ministry now, that I'm giving my life to the Lord now. They, they don't know that, the depths of that. So you might not ever see that your sacrifice means something on the other side. It might, it might mean a healing from a plague in Israel, right? Let's not bring a sacrifice to God that costs us nothing. If it costs you everything, you're right in the right place. That's what God says. You lose your life to save it. If you want to save your life, you'll lose it. You want to lose your life, you'll save it. So let's pray together. God, we just love you so much. We thank you, Father, for just the word that you continue to give us, Father, for the vision that you are pouring out on this house, Father, for the healing that you are dropping into families and spirits, God, and and, and into individuals, Jesus. And Lord, we just pray, God, that on this day, on this Thursday, Father, that we would walk out of this day looking more like you, talking more like you, thinking more like you, Jesus. So we just beg you, Father, that your spirit would go before us in every moment, God. We beg you for our city, Jesus. We beg you, God, that you would do do something transformational, that you would bring salvation to this city, God, that you would bring a Holy Spirit revival to this city, Jesus, that you would do something that can only be said that God did this. Father, and Lord, we just love you. It's our honor to serve you. It is our honor to say yes to you, Lord, and we just thank you that your kingdom is coming, God, that your will is being done in Jesus' name, Father, and that you are always good. Your faithfulness goes before us, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.